0: Hey everybody, Paulie Mack here from the Murphy Mac Morning Show talking to Steve Moskowitz, our good friend. Now, Steve, the ERC, the Employee Retention Credit Offer, I think there's a lot of confusion regarding who qualifies. Can you help us make some sense of the ERC?
1: Yes, I can. There's different ways to qualify. But what I want to caution your listeners about, a lot of people go on the internet to determine if they qualify or not. There's a lot of information on there that has changed. When this first came out, a lot of people didn't qualify. They qualify Now. So the bottom line is, if you employ anybody, call us and we'll tell you if you qualify or not. And again, it's a grant. That means it's a gift. It's not a loan. It's a big deal. Don't miss out if you're qualified under these new laws.
0: This is exactly why we like talking to Steve Moskowitz. He's got that kind of expertise and knowledge at his fingertips. And let him help you along. You're in great hands with Steve. Call him today at one AAA tax deal or visit him online at moskowitzllp.com. 1-888-TAX-DEAL or visit him online at moskowitzllp.com.
1: Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you are doing?
0: Welcome to Polly's Podcast.
2: You know, I've been thinking about this. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time?
0: All right, everybody. This is a big show today. I'm really happy to be here. Well, actually, it's really weird. I'm sitting in my house. Creative Tony sitting in the studio uh, in the city of San Francisco, open your Golden Gates. And, um, it's funny cause I'm sitting up here in my house and I was just telling Tony, Tony was like, Hey, what do you want to, what do you want to jock cast about today? And I said, I want to do a jock cast filled with all kinds of gangster shit today. So Tony beep that out. This one's for yes. the gangsters only, uh, yes. you and me, a couple of the original OGs. I'll call myself a gangster of love and a gangster of music as I am getting ready to pack a suitcase and fly to New Orleans for jazz fest. And I'm, we're going to talk about that today. Cause I know you've been before. Yes. But a lot of sporting topics going on. We're recording this on Wednesday, I should say, Tony. So tonight, your Golden State Warriors could wind up clinching the series with Denver. Uh, And I'll let you spin the wheel and begin today, Tony. First off, how are you doing? You're looking handsome. Uh, Thank you, buddy. what would you
2: like to discuss? Oh, uh, there's a a multitude of options, Paul. Um, I would really like to actually get into the Giants at some point. Sure. As, we record, as we record this five-game win streak, 13-5, 8-3 road trip, uh, you know, uh, Buster Posey, the Giants lose their biggest, you know, the, the, the greatest leader maybe they've ever had, and all of a sudden you think there's going to be some kind of drop-off maybe, some kind of fallout. Ah, uh, don't <laughs> see it, right? Right, right. Uh, granted, granted, Joey Bart is struggling at the plate, but I think he's also deep in his own head too. Tell me about local. that a little bit, go tell me more about that. What do you mean Well, I think that he knows that he is giving the, given this opportunity right and so you it's just human nature to put put pressure on yourself to want to succeed when you're trying to succeed the the greatest catcher in the history of, of of giants baseball right and so I think that he's putting a lot of pressure on himself and as you've heard, baseball is such a mental game that when you get into your own head, you could have the sweetest swing in baseball. But when you know what, what when your brain takes over, it can it can really hurt you. Quick question for you:
0: Why do you think that? Um, actually, I should check the stats on this, but I'm not sure. Does Bart have two home runs or one this year? Uh, two. Okay, two. So my question is: Why do you think at the very beginning of the season, I remember he hit a bomb on opening day, and the first initial? kind of first couple of series I recall like he was hitting pretty well and then he kind of cooled off and now you say he's in his head so what why do you think that he might have been swinging a little freer at the beginning and now he's kind of getting tied up in the knot Uh,
2: that's a good question maybe some adrenaline maybe some maybe um uh like getting a better pitch early in the season before the teams were able to see a little bit of film on him yeah um you know, I'm such a believer in film. Even the kids I coach, you know, just being able to watch film and learn about, you know, mechanics and watch film and,
0: of yourself or watch somebody like Will Clark.
2: You mean, like, like both, both, okay, yeah, both. And um, like, I'll send videos out to our uh, the kids on my team of of great swings. In slow motion, just to watch him, just to see did, it, you,
0: did you have Kerry Crowley do extra studying when you were coaching him? Uh,
2: Kerry Crowley was not afforded the opportunity to study uh, longer with me, Paul. Uh, well, wow. He was, not,
0: <laughs> he was not afforded the yeah. opportunity. Great, man. Not afforded. So, anyway, go <laughs> well, ahead. go Finish we on we your board. We love
2: Kerry. We love Kerry. Yeah, love totally. Podcast. Totally. We love Kerry. No, but I just think it's, you know, a, a bit of a mental. Um, at least that's what I'm hoping. Um, because he's he has a lot of swings and misses. And um, it's he. I, you can you can really try too hard, where you just think too much, and you want to succeed so bad. You could
0: apply and, those same. You could apply that same thought to your your love prowess.
2: To, 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 to that. You, to, you're trying
0: very hard to please when when love making, and then suddenly yeah. you're putting pressure. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, it's also like in a jam, right? Like some of the best jams that you and I have ever heard from Jerry Garcia, Trey Anastasio, our favorites, right? are when they let the music breathe and they don't overplay or overthink, right?
0: How about if I take that a step farther and I'll say some of the best musical moments I think you and I have had is when you and I stop thinking and just let the song play itself.
2: Exactly, so it's, it's more of the less is more kind of a theory and when you, when you, when you stop overanalyzing and putting pressure on yourself to perform is when, uh, you know. and they say like the great ones, have that ability to do that hey by the
0: way i want to say also tony some of the greatest musical moments you and i ever had uh, as players anyway were playing together not overthinking the music letting it happen and then of course when barry slett sits in with us and then he takes it to a whole other level i wanted to shout out barry slest because he's gigging this weekend at the frost amphitheater with bobby weir and the wolf brothers and uh mickey hart and Zakir uh hussein so I also, to- uh,
2: with Keller Williams, too. He's gigging with Keller Williams as well. Who? wait, wait. wait. Who's, who's when? Where? Barry Sless is gigging with Keller Williams at oh, the Howlin' Wolf. At
0: Jazz Fest? Yes, yes. I, I got to go bark up his tree. I'm going to freak him out in New Orleans. I'll say he's going to turn around. I'm going to be standing there.
2: You're going to come back a changed man, buddy. You're going to come back from Jazz Fest a changed man. I heard your from our soul, I heard Your from our soul good- is going to be... No, but your soul is going to be just overflowing with the goodness of the food the people and the music of new orleans
0: i want to be i need to. i need to fill that cup of love right up to the brim bro i just yeah. gotta tell you i'm just fighting my way out of covid right now right right i've had covid for like the last eight days you want to hear how great uh, finally the universe gave me a moment of joy Yeah. i took a test and i'm negative i'm nice. finally negative yeah i'm clean i'm clean i'm free Good. i'm ready to go i Good. feel much better uh, so you have been in the world. Were you there for the Allman brothers or f- I forget who were you there for?
2: I was there one year. Uh, Stevie Nicks was a headliner. One year uh, Stevie wonder was a headliner. Um, another year I saw ZZ top there. Um, How saw, would you
0: compare the jazz fest to other festivals you've gone to?
2: It's the, it's the King. It's the King for me. Wow. But I've told wow. you this before. Uh the beauty of Jazz Fest, sure, you have the main stage where the big, big, big acts like Lionel Richie, Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, the Foo Fighters were going to play. The Who. Um, all the, the who, right? Yeah. But the, some of the sheer gold happens in the blues tent, the gospel tent, the jazz tent, especially the gospel tent, man. When you need to go cool off. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's going to be hot and a little, bit, little, little humid, a little muggy. Can I bring a cocktail into the gospel tent? Absolutely. Okay. And you watch some of these gospel choirs from the deep south, man, that are just oh, they they they're they're bringing down the rafters inside the tent. And then you got to go over to the Fado do stage, which is all like the Cajun Creole local music. And then you got the uh, the Gentilly stage, which is a smaller stage like the secondary acts play. So you can't lose, Paulie. Basically, is what I'm trying here to tell you. Would you like to but, come with me? Uh, I would jump on a plane tomorrow morning. Seriously, I mean, yeah. it's my—it's literally top five favorite things to do in life is New Orleans Jazz Fest. Hands wow, down. and how—and
0: how long has it been since you've gone? I remember you I, going in the
2: past. I haven't gone in seven years.
0: Is there I mean, a reason for? I mean, I know you got kids and you're coaching yeah, and all that—just life, just, yeah, yeah. Just
2: life and kids, but it's—and also COVID ate away a couple of those years too right so you know
0: it's funny tony i it's funny you say that because the tickets i i'm going to use right now i actually bought them in
2: 2019 right and so that's why you're going to jazz fest it's going to be an explosion of goodness because people are going to be people have been itching for this festival
0: oh you are firing me up man right an explosion of goodness
2: yeah well it's kind of like how i feel about high sierra music festival coming up fourth of july weekend uh, because they haven't been able to have a festival. And so we got to get Rebecca Sparks on to talk about their festival. And we no need question. to go. No question. Because people, people have been jonesing for that festival, too. Um, by the way, highsierramusic.com, if you want to check out, buy tickets for that. Yeah. But it's going to be another explosion of goodness. And the Giants are an explosion of goodness right now. The Dubs are an explosion of goodness right now. I mean, okay. think, 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 sorry, but Think about how much goodness is happening right now. Dubs are, as we record this, trying to lock out the nuggets. I think by the time people hear this, they will have locked up and they will have sent the uh, Nuggets home. They will have smoked the Nuggets, shall we say, Pauly? Very nice. Um, and, um, and then it's, you know, then it's on to, uh, to um, Minnesota or, um, or Memphis. And I actually think the Warriors want Memphis. That's fine. I'll take Memphis. Because of all that trash talk, you know? Do I'm not afraid. know well. uh, a little, maybe
0: too much, yeah, Tony. Right. A little, too maybe, much. maybe a little too much.
2: Get Morant and Draymond in the, on the same floor against each other. That's some fireworks, right? I still think
0: Draymond kind of is the grand poobah, though, of all smack talk in the NBA.
2: Oh, like, dude. Until yes. he ret- – yes. and by the
0: way, Draymond Green right now, kidding aside, I think the first four games of the series, it's the best basketball I've seen Draymond Green play probably he's- since their, their last playoff run. He is so inspired right now.
2: Yes, he is. That's the word. I was going to say he's truly inspired, man. And, dude, so – Did you ever growing up, like on some of my teams, growing up baseball teams, there was always like one kid who talked such trash, like (laughs) that I was like afraid of him, you know? And I think that I think players in the NBA are actually afraid of Draymond a little bit, like don't want to even engage. By the way, just for a goof, just for a goof, do you want to shout out
0: the kid you were afraid of talking S?
2: Oh, well, there was this one guy that his name, well, I scratched, I mean, well, whatever. You know what I'm saying? yeah, yeah. I mean, his name. God, what was you don't have name? to. Not yeah. if there's going to be residual blowback. No, no. But his name was Duncan. That's all okay. I'm going to say. He's not like jailed or anything, is he? No, 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 no. Okay, but, okay, um, okay. But he, like, if you engage in kind of like a fun smack talk with him, he would just always end up biting your head off. Right. You know? And and then I'd almost like be like, wow, that was like, it, it wasn't fun anymore and he got me and he always got me so i think draymond i think there's certain people that's like i'm not even going to engage oh i wouldn't know? i wouldn't even right. get involved no. did i ever tell you what my dad calls draymond green I ever I, told you this i, I don't know him the, he calls him the ronnie lot of the warriors
0: that's a great analogy
2: right yeah. and he's he's said that since like he came aboard yeah and and i totally over the years i continue to see that and i i think Draymond has he, he takes over games at times, right? Yeah, yeah. And I I I do think that yes, he's still fiery and he's still spicy, and but he is learning how to take it to a certain point foul. and then and then well, shut it down. He did and get f- he did foul down. out in game four. He did foul no, no, out. No, I'm talking about technicals and uh, you know. I'm oh, okay. About like, yeah, for the most part, I'll, I'll right. agree with that. Yes, yes. I think he's got. I, I think he knows there's a certain point that refs will will take and then zip it, right?
0: Now, Tony, the other guy, I think, and I want to make one more point on the Warriors, then we'll take a quick break, and we can come back and dive into the Giants because they're, they're in the middle of the uh, series with the A's right now as we record this on Wednesday. Uh, Tony, the other guy on the Warriors that I, I am so happy, I'm happy for him, I'm happy for us, that we get to watch him at this level against Clay Thompson. I thought yes. game, game four, he looked so good. He finally uh, scored 30-plus. In a playoff game for the first time since 2019, I know that was a big deal to him. But
2: how great has Clay looked? I mean, he he is like really starting to move and shoot well again. It's the it's that it's like the switch of the postseason, right? Yeah. And I'm, not, I'm I'm not saying that Clay dogged it during the regular season, but I think right. it's, just, it's an energy kind of a thing where adrenaline and energy kind of meet each other in the playoffs for this you know combustible. Uh, explosion of whatever you want to call it, but he just and having been there before, having done it before, I think is going to help the Warriors hugely throughout the playoffs. That okay, and I gotta be honest, Paulie, a few weeks back, I was thinking, eh, me they too, might, you know, me too. And hopefully, Curry keeps, uh, you know, progressing um, health wise and that they're all healthy and they stay healthy. I, I mean, I, I, Clay is—he's d'ing up like a mofo. He's—he's he's also gunning, which I don't want Clay to ever be gun shy. No, he's not. So, it's just having been there and done that. It's like, oh yeah, I remember this feeling. You know, there's a song in a there's a line in the fish song. I feel the feeling I forgot, and I'm not saying that they forgot that feeling altogether. But you can once you once you are out of the postseason. You kind of do forget that feeling until you get back in it. And you know what I mean?
0: I do, dude. I was thinking of my own line. I was going to contribute one of my own
2: hippie lines
0: uh, from Bob Weir. <laughs> and uh, like one of the really early Grateful Dead songs, it's called "Born Cross-Eyed. So oh, yeah. Yeah. First, tra- first line of the whole song is very similar to the line you just quoted. That's why I was like staring off in the space. I was trying to remember the line. And Bobby, the first line of the song, Bobby goes, Feels like I've been here before, Bam.
2: <laughs> so that's what we're saying. Right? It
0: feels like we've been here before. I'm feeling yes. the feeling. I forgot yes. it's all happening. Hey Tony, yes. I want to do this. Let me take a quick break in the action. I'm gonna go like clean myself up a little bit, take a sip of water. I uh, got to deal with my handlers. Got a lot. My whole staff is bustling right now. But totally. when we come back, dude, I have questions for you, and I, I want to get in some serious business about the NBA eastern conference bro oh i want to pick your brain on the celtics do you have celtic uh, uh uh like respect do you have celtic fear uh all these are valid questions we'll address them next on the Polymath podcast with creative tony ryan
2: i want to Paulie, i also want to share with you on the other side my sit down with Alyssa knacken Giants oh. assistant coach i want you want to talk about we can get into it on the other side but you want to talk about just an an impressive individual. Listen, That's all I'm going to
0: say. Listen, listen. First off, she's already a friend of the Murfin Mac program. Number yeah. two, we got to get her on the jock cast, and I've already got a name for the segment, dude. We'll be unpacking with knacking. Awesome. All right, and we are back on the PolyMac Podcast, heard weekly right here on KMBR 680 on 104.5, the sports leader. Hey, thanks to all our good friends who listen on streaming as well. Whether you found us on Spotify or iTunes, Thank you so much for spending your time with us. This is the time of the week in the podcast where we open up the door. We bring in our very good friend and podcast sponsor. He is Steve Moskowitz. You know him. You've heard him on KMBR many times over the years. He's been in business for over 30 years right here in San Francisco, and he's good enough to stop by the Polymac podcast every week and, well, share some valuable information and advice. And, Steve, now we're in the tax season. I mean, It's almost like if this was a sports season, Steve, I feel like – tax time in April and May. It's almost like now we're in the playoffs, right? This is like the postseason
1: for taxes. It's like Jerry Rice. He was (laughs) always in training. One of the reasons I admire him so much. Yeah, he was always in training. And with tax, it's just like that. We're always preparing, always working on it. And today we're going to talk about a brand new California law that's been imposed on employers with five or more people. And in case you're listening to this outside of California, don't touch that dial because what I have to offer would be valuable anywhere in the country. Okay. So what what is this new law? If you're a California employer and you have five or more employees, you have to provide retirement accounts now. So before you do what California is forcing you to do you're exempt from this law if you have your own pension plan the pension plans that we offer are so much better than what the state is trying to force you into and the bottom line is when you talk about retirement plans there's four big points that i talk about and as a practical matter even before i get to those most retirement plans most pension plans and they principally benefit the owner of the company. In most of these, the owner of the company gets almost all the benefits. The employees get a little bit of benefit. Okay. Again, it's good for your employees to get a little bit of benefit, but the employers are getting most of it in most cases. And what's the big four? First one is you save taxes. Most people, when they hear that, they say, sign me up. Second, your earnings are not taxed while they're in the plan. That's a big deal. Okay. If you have any type of other investment plan, whether you take the money or not, you get taxed on it. We're here. Think about it, Paul. You're not being taxed on your earnings as long as it's in the plan. Wow. So you're no brainer. Your earnings are going to grow a lot faster and a lot bigger if you're not paying tax on them. Right. So you have that second benefit. Okay. Third benefit. Wow. Is cash flow. Okay, most plans you have to most most tax planning, you have to go ahead and write the check by December 31st, year one, right? With pensions, and again, there's over 20, there's over 20 types of them. With most of the plans, you have up to the time of filing the return, plus extension to set up the plan and pay it which basically roughly in English means you have about three quarters of the way into year two before you have to pony up the money, but you still can deduct it from year one. Okay. Okay. And we also talk about, you know, in today's atmosphere, everybody is looking to sue. (laughs) Well, if you're in business, you get sued. That's the way it is. Wow. Okay. No. You looked at me wrong. How dare you? Yeah, 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 exactly. Right, right, right. And what happens is if the plaintiff wins an amount in excess of your insurance, they can take away everything you have, everything you've worked for in a lifetime. One lawsuit can ruin you. Yeah. But these pension plans have a special protection under federal law. And the bottom line is the plaintiff can't take it away from you. Even if you go bankrupt, even the bankruptcy court can't take it away from you. Nice. And although... Wow. I hate to mention his name. Yeah, A poster boy for this, you know what yeah. I'm going to say? Yeah. is O.J. Simpson because OJ oh. has had this multimillion dollar judgment against him for years. Yeah, and he's not lost a penny from his pension plan. Wow.
0: What that's from the NFL,
1: Steve? Yeah, from the NFL. Wow. Again, you say, well, you know what, I, I don't work for the NFL. So these, th- what happens is these retirement plans are protected under federal law. Wow, okay. So the bottom line is if somebody sues you and they win, they can take away your bank account. You know, or if you go bankrupt, they can take away your bank account, but not your pension account.
0: That's amazing.
1: Wow. That's why these so if you do get sued Yeah. So he says, Well, okay, you won but you're not gonna get anything. So you're you're less attracted to be sued. It's it's kind of like if some you know, if, if a robber is looking to rob somebody, is he looking to rob the guy with the fat wallet or nothing in his wallet?
0: Yeah, right, right
1: so the bottom line is there's so many benefits to this and you know we we always say that you should have these plans and when i meet with the first client this is one of the first things i talk to them is hey no brainer these are going to benefit almost everybody and it's also true with investors where you say well wait a minute do i have to be in business suppose you say well you know they're retired or they're investors they're not in the traditional business so what do we do Yeah. We go ahead and we set them up in a business to do this. And then we get to do the pension plans. So what I'm saying to you is this is really a silver lining or a blessing in disguise because you know what, there's plenty of employers that don't have any type of retirement accounts for anybody, their employees themselves. I say, you know what, now that California is forcing you to have it if you have five employees or more, Instead of grumbling and moaning and doing what the state's forcing you to do. Yeah. The law, right. Why don't you go ahead and take the benefits that I've been talking about for years?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, Steve, imagine, you know, I was thinking about our listeners today, Steve, because this is yet another very useful batch of information you just shared with us today about pensions and how that money will, will be protected under different circumstances. And I just think if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, that's amazing. I didn't know that. I'm the same way. I didn't know that either. And think about how much more information you could get when you confide in Steve or have a conversation with Steve. And you can do that by calling him at one AAA tax deal toll-free, AAA tax deal Visit Steve online as well at moskowitzllp.com. And uh, take this conversation the next step and have some dialogue with Steve. Regardless of your situation, Steve can help you out, and Steve's going to help me out right now by taking us to break.
1: Steve, the floor is yours, my man. And I have one more piece of information, which is very vital to all your listeners, Paulie. Everybody, don't touch that dial. Keep listening to Paulie Mac on KNBR, the sports leader. All
0: right, we're back on the Paulie Mac podcast. By the way, I want to make an announcement just uh, for you, regular listeners or new listeners. Welcome aboard. Really appreciate your time and, and uh, your, your consideration when you're listening to the show. We have a great time doing it. I want to uh, just let everybody know we have Shannon Kaler who's still out doing shows with the Stone Foxes. But he, when he's back from the road, um, he will be back with us. I wanted to ask you about, with Sirius now, the Boston Celtics. Because, first of all, thank you, Boston Celtics, for getting Kyrie out of my immediate uh, face and, and sight lines. Couldn't yes. be happier.
2: Yes. Um, but did, it, it, it's hard to root for an anti-vaxxer flat earther.
0: Well, I mean, that's only the tip of the iceberg. He's telling know, women, he's saying. telling women in Boston to, to blank his blank. He's yeah. flipping fans off. Yeah. He's a he's not a very um
2: likable guy, in my uh, estimation. No, not at all. And how about that gutless team, the Brooklyn Nets? I well, mean,
0: I would say gutless really starts with KD. Because, or, right, excuse me. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Not with Kevin Durant. I thought Kevin Durant was actually. He did everything he could in game four. He scored over 30. Dude, Kevin, how about Kyrie after game one? Dude, he was non-existent. He was non-existent.
2: Right. And my thing is, that just goes to show you how selfless of a team the Warriors were when they had KD.
0: Yep.
2: Right? And I think that the Warriors want this ring so bad. I agree. Yes. Because they don't have KD, and KD's done. LeBron is done. Let's take this thing over. How about
0: that, Tony? All those guys. How about all these super teams? Anthony Davis,
2: LeBron James, Westbrook. Done. KD,
0: Kyrie. Done. Yeah. Gordon, I'm not so sure Philly's going to get out of their uh, series either right now with Embiid with the bad finger. And they're not looking good right now. So it's funny how many superstars
2: are just standing around watching. Great call. You asked about Boston. If I could make a bold prediction, I would say Dub's Boston Finals. I, I would love to see
0: that for the for the sizzle of it because first of all you got East Coast West Coast you got great fans in Boston you got great fans here at Dub Nation but I got to be honest Tony I got like a healthy respect and borderline uh, anxiety about
2: having a oh. seven game series with the Celtics they they mean business dude it would go minimum six and it would be a friggin dogfight. And and you also want to talk about great coaching staffs, too, right? Both teams, great coaching staffs. So, I mean, not only do I think it will happen, I'm actually really hoping it happens. And, I I mean, yeah, it could go down to a game seven, right? Uh, Which would be just, I I mean, we got to get there first, of course. But I I could definitely see a Dubs-Boston because I don't think anybody's beaten Boston out of the East, personally. No,
0: no, I don't either. Uh, And I think uh, their next uh, matchup... Well, their next opponent's probably going to be Milwaukee, as yeah. I expect them to uh, handle their series they're involved with right now. And so Tatum, Boston,
2: Tatum against Giannis, right?
0: Oh, that'll be so much Tatum! What a baller yeah. this guy is. Seriously. And Mark is smart. I mean, they just got they got dogs on that team. They got guys that yep. don't care. They're I not. Love, and like like you just said about the Warriors, the Boston Celtics are also very
2: selfless. Yes, yes, and that's what you have to be to win it, man. Yep. You know, I, I hate to bring up. 2002 Giants, but Barry Bonds was not a selfless player in yeah. t- 2002, yeah. and that had an effect. Uh, whether whether it was karmic, or spiritual, or you know, uh, uh, involving ke- lack of chemistry or whatever, that it does have an effect. Um, so, I, I, by the way, I love how how deep into the hoop you are. Yeah, like you're you're you. Paulie if listeners need to know something about Paulie He is a hoops head. <laughs> uh, more than you let on to. More yeah, probably, you... probably. Yeah. Yeah. but you, the, um, like, the texts that fly during Warriors games are pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, don't you feel the same? Do you think Dubs can reach the finals and, and play oh, Boston?
0: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I do. In fact, right now, given the state that the Phoenix Suns are in without Devin Booker, and plus, if Devin Booker comes back, there's how uh, there's no like telling how healthy he's going to be. Hamstrings always right. linger so i mean yep. he's gonna be he's gonna be in a um a weakened state throughout so yes i think the warriors come out of the west i think boston comes out of the east Ooh. but i am like a little i mean oh. dude that's they're gonna oh. be carrying bodies off on stretchers dude buckle
2: I'm telling you. up yes buckle up man oh can we get just another bobby weir courtside uh oh for, yeah <laughs> it's a guarantee and by the
0: way dude how about this too for the players how about like uh. When you're involved in a series like this, because the Warriors have not had to do this really well, I guess they had to go to Toronto, which is pretty bad. But when you have to fly three thousand miles every time you're switching cities, that's right. like a big thing. And then the whole and it's going to be great too because you know the Boston sports fan is such a lunatic breed. You know how these guys are. Yes,
2: they're yes, out of their yes.
0: flip. They're out of their flipping minds, man. And but, uh, that whole clash of cultures would be fun yes. too.
2: Yeah, that's, what, that's what's so great about those East Coast-West Coast clashes. You know, going back to, like, New York Giants against the Niners and stuff, right? Yeah. But, like, but Steve Kerr said something in the huddle in game four. Go ahead. And, and he said it as a detriment to the Warriors, but I do think it will end up being a positive is that they smell blood. I heard that. Because yeah. he
0: you guys are pushing. You smell blood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. And
2: it's like he was right to say that in the moment. Yeah, And what a coach, by the way. Just I love uh, Kerr. Love, love him. Me too. I'm just Nobody talks about him.
0: People were trying to run him out of town a month ago, dude. I they know. were trying to run him out of town. I, yeah. I, I can't it's help ridi- you.
2: It's ridiculous. Yeah. But I do think that the Warriors smell blood in this postseason. Like, I think that they are as hungry as ever. I really do. I agree. I also, I also think, too, that I think that Steph and Draymond and Clay know that their days are—they're closer to the end than the beginning. Yep. Now in their careers. Yep. yep. So it's more about like you know, it's as you as we all get older in life, you cherish things more deeply when you get older. So I think these guys are cherishing more, and they're also, man, and passing the baton to the pool party and Wiggins, right, and Kaminga, and uh, like GP two, like I, these guys. The 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 nucleus is there, the old guys and. Kudos to Bob Myers and company for also getting these other guys together kind of ready to step in when when one of those three decides to call it a career or move on. You know what I'm saying?
0: I do. And how about this, Tony? I want to go back to, like, one of your original points on this whole uh, topic, which was I agree with you that Steph – clay and draymond in particular really 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 want this ring right now
2: yes and i want to
0: go deeper on that because i remember when kevin durant first came to the warriors and uh there was you know there was so much criticism oh he's gonna go join the team to beat him in the playoffs and you know it's not legit that he couldn't beat the warriors so he just joined them. so they win the two rings with kevin durant And I remember there was a moment, you remember when KD and uh, Draymond Green had like kind of a blow up on the sidelines? It was against the Sacramento Kings. It was a few years ago. Of course. Yeah, and there was like a timeout near the end of the game. And Draymond just started yelling at Kevin Durant. And one of the things Kevin Durant said is he goes, and you're gonna have to bleep this out, but I'm gonna give you the quote. He goes, he goes, dude, he goes, You don't know what's going on. This was Draymond yelling at Kevin Durant. And he goes, We built this before you got here. Yes. Now that he's right. And he's right. Yes, and that idea in itself, I think – and I'm not like – I'm not lashing out at Kevin Durant. I'm just proving a point no. here that it, yeah. is, it is meaningful to that core of players, Draymond, Steph, and, um, and Curry – or excuse me, Draymond, Steph, and Clay, that they want to show the world – yeah, dude, we'll win rings with Kevin Durant, and we'll win rings without him. I also right. think it matters to Gavon Looney. I think yes. it matters to Andre Iguodala, guys that have been through this before. And I think the Warriors really want to show the basketball community. And, guys, you mentioned LeBron James. Hey, Kyrie, you, can, you get a front row seat at home. Watch us win another ring. I think once the Warriors do that, if, they, if those guys all win their fourth title this year, we're talking dynasty, we're talking team of the past 15 oh. years. And there's okay. no more there's no more disputing that, like this would solidify
2: their legacy without question, and I think that they see all of that without trying to jinx it or without trying right. to not appreciate each game for what it is I know and, be, and being focused on that one game, I do think that their experience having been there before, they see that in the distance right yeah yeah and and I think that the the maturity of these guys and you know i I didn't realize, by the way, that we were going to talk this much hoop today, and I'm loving it. I know, but, but I, I just, <laughs> just stop for a moment and recognize the when this when Curry oh. and when these guys are done, oh. we're, we're going to look back at this era as I mean some of the greatest, not just uh, just in Bay Area history, of course, totally. but in, in, in basketball history.
0: I feel like this is exa- I agree a million percent, and I feel like it's exactly how guys like you and me look back on the golden age of the 49ers like yes yes yes. because when you're in the moment and you're living it yep it's all it's all happening fast and furious and you're like oh my god we're gonna do this again and again and again and all of a sudden it's gone and then when you look back you're like god did we get to ever live that high on the hog because you're right like this this is such a we'll never see anything like this again we're no this this is a one-time deal
2: that's why watching that montana documentary is so uh addicting yeah you know because it takes you back through all of those moments. Right. And like you said, when they're happening, they happen so fast and they're fleeting and to go back and relive them. And so, yeah, I look forward to, you know, 15 years down the road when there's a Curry uh, documentary or whatever, you know? No question. Right. And it's like, and then I think about like what the Dubs are doing. Then I look at the the 107 win giants are, as we speak 13 and five, as we record this on Wednesday, like, think about what's going on man like it's and and granted also we didn't even mention and actually go ahead
0: are you gonna go debo yeah yeah yeah, i know because you're about to say everything's going so well and then all of a sudden bro i could read your mind on that one because i'm sitting here going like Uh, giants uh, check Warriors check niners what the hell bro what's it how about this guy going like i don't want to be in california what happened What happened, man? I just Mur- I want to know what? what happened. And then Debo's out here today texting. Uh, he tweeted actually today because when Murph and I were doing the show, Murph was yeah. like, hey, Debo just sent a tweet out. And his tweet said something to the effect of, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Everybody's got the story wrong. Y'all just sit back and wait for the real word. And I'm going,
2: dude, if we're getting it wrong, tell me the deal. What's going why, on? Why is the, Why is he playing a game? Like, I don't know. Like,
0: I, I mean, don't know. Don't
2: get me wrong. I have I love Debo Samuel. I love him too. And I I I want him to be a Niner for a very long time. Yes. And but it's this weird game that he's playing. It's like like you're saying, just if you don't like what's being said, then come out and and, and tell everybody. No, Corrected. I want to I want to be a Niner. No, yeah. I want to be a, I mean, I get it. It's bargaining power and all that too. But, but dude, I'm sorry, Debo do you really want to go to the jets really the jets and do you want to play on turf dude like come on i, I i'm sorry i just I, I i refuse to believe that he wants to be a jet and I by just, the way that
0: jet just 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 real quick for the universe and everybody's head i'm just throwing this out there people talk particles and stuff i just want to remind you tony and remind all of y'all uh in the 49er community all of y'all that yeah. when, um, when the Niners last played the stinking, godforsaken Jets, we lost Bosa and Mostert on the same day because of that stinking turf. Right. And now Debo's like, oh, yeah, I
2: want some of that. I want to go – I mean, what you,
0: how could this I mean, guy want to leave the Niners and go play for the Jets?
2: Here's the question I think too, Paulie, is – and I do want to talk some Giants too, and I don't want to waste too much time on Debo because – I it's know, like, it just happened, I know. It's just upsetting, but I will – My <laughs> quest, my question is – The the way Shanahan used Debo. Go ahead. Yeah. Is the is the reason why he is so is is so such a commodity. You know what I mean? Like the reason why he they invented a position for him. And that's why people love him. But now he doesn't want to be a part of that. I don't. I don't understand. Okay. Well, rap sheet today, Ian, the great Ian Rapaport, who I enjoy very much. Do you enjoy him on the on the morning show? God, yeah, God. I do too. He's
0: the greatest, bro. God,
2: yeah, he's awesome. Rap
0: sheet is so cool. Um. Anyway, so we were talking to Rap sheet today, and he said, um, he said that he thinks some of these bad feelings from Debo Samuel might be tied to the way that exactly what you just said, the way that Shanahan used him. That hey, if you're gonna if you want me to be a running back and a wide receiver, I need to be paid accordingly where I'm being paid to reflect both positions. I, I don't know what to say to that. I, I, I mean, because he is such a great playmaker and I don't care how we get the football in his hands, just get the ball in his hands so he can do Debo Samuel stuff. Right. But I don't right. know. I mean, apparently maybe that offended him on some level and he feels like they're not taking but care it, of him. It didn't offend him
2: in the, in the moment though. I don't no it didn't seem like it did. Or at, least, at least at least if it did he he kept it in house or quiet while it offended him.
0: Do you buy into any of the talk and again we're just speculating because we don't know what's real but Tony the talk of how he does not want to be in California do you do you buy that?
2: I could I could I could see that because he's you know it's such a different area from probably where he was raised and I do think the tax bracket factor of how much money he'd have to pay in taxes if he signed a big deal out here. I, 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 Sure.
0: You know what's funny, man? I never thought about this one angle of things, Tony, but say like you were getting drafted by a team and you had to go play in some... Let's say you had to go down to like Little Rock, Arkansas and sure. play ball. And like... Because it would be like a role reversal from what Debo did and you'd be a fish out of water because you're a California boy and now you're down in right. Little Rock, Arkansas. But dude, right. I got to say... It might ease the sting a little bit if you got a stadium full of people that are in love with you. Right. That, like it's not like he's some stranger looking for guys to hang out with. But he's a freaking superstar. Well,
2: that's the other thing too. I think, I, I, at the very least, I think the Niners' marketing and PR department must be crossing their fingers that they that they keep Debo because think about all the merchandise they're hoping to sell—the Debo jerseys. My son has a Debo jersey. Like, yeah. He the marketing. Behind a Debo Samuel alone is a huge loss to the team. So it's like, and then you put them on the field, you combine the two. That's why, I, gun to my head, I refuse to believe that they don't get it worked out.
0: Well, I here's refuse- what I want to do, Tony. Here's what I think Here's what I think we need to do. You talk about the way the 49ers market Debo Samuel. I say, blank that. How about the way the creative Tony and Paulie Mack market Debo Samuel? We market his ass in song. We'll, I'll, do it. I'll do it right here. Right here. Tony, might as well drop it
2: in. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so there it is, Tony. There's the track. Hopefully that will convince him to stay. I don't believe, uh, I don't believe the New York Jets would produce such, uh, such greatness.
0: Dude, you're, you're not kidding, bro. They're not going to be doing that for you in East Rutherford, New Jersey. You know what I mean? Tony, I want to leave California and go to East
2: Rutherford. Copes just rolled oh, in. Oh yeah, dude! Hell yeah! yeah. Alive, Copes. What's up, baby? How we how we doing Paulie? <laughs> we got a we got a live
0: drive by on uh, Adam Copeland who's checking in on the. By the way, the oh, hair is yeah, looking God.
2: good, Copes. The hair looks it good. It great. By you? the way, same barber as Kevon Looney. Nice.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So Copes, Copes is just back from Chicago, and now Copes, I'm going down to New Orleans tomorrow. Oh, you're leaving tomorrow for New Orleans? Yeah, yeah. Is it, is, it, is, it jazz, is it Jazz Fest? Jazz
2: Fest, Hell yeah, hell yeah. Hey, by the way,
0: I want you to know something, Copes, too, that you were very generous about a month ago. You gave me a couple of little candied treats, uh, and, and I'm going to be bringing those candied treats with me to Jazz
2: Fest, just FYI. I would say don't be shy about them and enjoy. Just let what happens, happens. Roll roll with the wave, dude. When it, when the wave washes over you, just let it take you. Just let it pull you out. I've I can't saved, wait. I'm going to go paddling out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude. I've saved a couple of those treats for all three of us to enjoy together upon your return. Okay, done deal, dude.
0: Copes, I've been out of the house with, uh, with, or out of the office with COVID, but I'm healthy now. I got a negative test. I'll be back next week.
2: Perfect, dude. Enjoy Jazz Fest, man. I'll see you soon.
0: Thanks, Cobes. Be good, man. Right, see you, brother. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the you way, can. Adam Copeland, j- drive-by guest appearance cameo on the Polymath Podcast. I got to tell you one thing. Adam Copeland rules. That's one. Oh, to the uh, high check, heavens. Check out. Uh, to the... Beyond the high heavens, almost. Yeah. It's hard to even measure it.
2: And then when you were cool. talking... Let me give you a little story. Can I give you a little story? I, I'd appreciate that. Adam nah, Copeland. Here's a little story <laughs> that I'd like to tell. Go ahead, T. About three bad brothers you know so well. So... Adam Copeland is such a great dude. He was going through his old uh, baseball card collection. Go and, ahead. And instead of just donating them or, you know, calling up one of his buddies, he brings them into work and he goes, Tony, your son Dom, I think, is right around the age. Where he, needs, he needs baseball cards, doesn't he? And I go, yes, absolutely. Dude, he gave Dom probably over a 1,000 baseball cards. Wow. And just out of the kindness of his heart. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like that's the, the – Copes. And Copes and Tolbert are, are riding into the sunset uh, on the sports Leader. Uh, two to six weekdays, by the way. Um, I like that, yeah.
0: riding into the sunset like a couple of cowboys in Wyoming. Totally. Yeah. Totally.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see uh, Tolbert on one of those, like, brown and white, like, spotted horses. You know what I mean? Dude, and by the way, speaking of riding into the sunset, like, I could see Gabe Kaplan riding, a, like, a, a horse at sunset in – in, like, oh. the the dunes of Mexico or something. Shirtless with a yeah. loincloth, dude, like Charlton Heston in Planet of the Apes. Dude, so I had a I, – I was fortunate enough, uh, SI, go SI, uh, we are we are SI, go cats, get them cats, SI Wildcats. They asked me to um, uh, host <laughs> – uh, uh, Go uh, cats, uh, get them cats. <laughs> That's what we used to say. <laughs> yeah. But uh, host the breakfast with her at the at the campus today, and she was the special guest. And so she and I did a Q and A. I mean – the way she talks about the, the, the vibe created by Kapler is pretty amazing. And how he is all about encouraging not just diversity as far as, um, you know, origin, but diversity of thought. Dude. And he is all about – he wants that. Wants it. And he wants difference, differences of opinions. And he wants to, like, yeah. work through things. And – You know, she was saying that one of her things is that she studies relief pitchers. Okay. And I'm like, well, you must be studying, you know, all kinds of stuff when he's going of these openers with Sam Long, right? And getting all these guys ready inning per inning. But I just, I think there's a really special thing happening with Gabe Cow. I mean, it's not... Not rocket science after 107 wins.
0: No, I feel you, Tony. I got you, buddy. I feel you. Yeah.
2: I, I, I think there's something really special happening, uh, you know, down at third and King, as they say.
0: I, I, I totally agree with you. And I'm glad your time at Alyssa Nacken went well. And we should get her on the podcast for sure uh, yes. in the future. Maybe when we get back, we'll get her on. And we can go deeper on that. Because I would like to talk to her again, too. And I just want you to know something, Tony, about Kapler real quick. And then we'll break. Because I know yeah. we got the musical assignment. And then I got to get on a plane. But... um. When we had Kepler on the show, I think it was earlier this week. I think it was like Monday. We had Kepler on the show, right. and we were asking him about music. And dude, I don't know if you caught this. I heard it. He goes, "This was the thing that got me, bro." He goes, "Yeah, you know, he's like, he's like, no, I like, I like all kinds of music. I like a lot of hip hop." He goes, "You know, there's some country I like." He goes, there,
2: "Here you go." He goes, "Yeah, I like some hard rock, bro. Yeah. Hard rock, uh. dude. I want to listen to some hard rock with Kepler." Yeah, absolutely. But he'll also quote "Digital Underground" on your right? Show. Right. Well, the Humpty Dance, Tony. Right. And shout I, out! Shout out! Sex packets. Dude, I mean, come on, man. So I just I, <laughs> come like, on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> all the I just, you know, he Capler is very unique, right? And very. That's the, the. He's a new age manager, for lack of a better term.
1: Yeah. But
2: I, I just, I, I embrace it all, and. I got to say, like, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about the unwritten rules and that, yeah. and that, you know, he, he better be ready to face the music if he, if he runs it up on somebody. True story. But here's the thing. He'll face the music. Yeah. He, he won't back down from it. Right. And, and you have to respect it. And I, I, I don't know. I just think this – I'm very excited to see where this season goes. Dude, they're doing this without Lamont Wade. I without know. Longoria. Alex Cobb's hurt. Zee Scalfani's hurt. Um, and who else? Uh, there's somebody else coming back too. Oh yeah, this has uh, uh, been COVID-stricken. So they're doing 13 and five NL West with with you know a, a three quarters of a roster.
0: So Tony, a couple of things I'm realizing real quick, and then uh, we'll we'll break in the action. But I love your points about the Giants, and I agree. I think Gabe Kapler is he is a very unique guy, and it seems like his methods and the atmosphere he's building guys are really responding to it yeah so it, it, it really doesn't matter so much i think what what you know naysayers have to say or if they're critical of his methods because at the end of the day the guy wins games so yes. i am on board exactly. and i'm on board and tony kid, no, kidding aside and i know we know this about each other yeah but just to say it on the air i'm down with the fact that gabe is all for inclusion like yes gabe yes. gabe is like you said he's like let's get some people in here that look different from me Think different from me, and yes. might contribute some ideas that I might not consider myself. Um, and I think all that stuff is very valuable. So, Tony, let's do it like this: let's Go. break in the action. Go. We're going to come back on the other side. Uh, we're going to spin the wheel. I got a special musical assignment. I want to bounce off of you today, and we'll close the show strong. And we're back on the Polymac Podcast. Creative Tony looking dapper today. Got all dressed up for a listen, And why wouldn't you, uh, especially <laughs> when you're down at St. Ignatius? And again. Uh, go cats, get them cats. Is that what I'm go saying? Go cats,
2: get them cats, go get them cats.
0: Let me try to take two. Go cats, get them cats, go get them cats.
2: Yes. Is that right? Go. Yep. There you go. Go cats, get go, them Pete. cats,
0: go get them cats. I like that. Yep. It. It's very, yeah. uh, rhythmic, very rhythmic.
2: Go cats, get them cats, go get them cats, go cats, get them cats, go, go get, get them cats. cats. Uh. Yeah. 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 I can feel that. I can feel that.
0: Hey, in <laughs> trivia, dude, I've told you this before. It's a true story. My dad in the 1970s, when I was a little kid, here in the city going to school at uh, i was at roosevelt junior high school mm-hmm. my dad told me he goes i can't send you to because they were going to follow me out to i think washington high school and my yeah. dad's like you're not going there he's like i'm going to send you to si he told me that but nice. then i would have been a wildcat but then my family moved back east so i went to high school there but that's where i would have been dude i would have been
2: slapping on the blue just like you dude you're an honorary wildcat and Alyssa I- atkin is a don she got her master's degree at usf Nice, so, nice! Yeah, dude. Go Dons, go Wildcats, uh, go Paul Mac. Okay, go Mac. get em Mac. go Paulie Mac. So,
0: uh, today's musical assignment, Tony, since I'm going down to New Orleans in the Jazz yes. Fest, I thought oh, maybe oh. we could each pick an artist that either will be playing Jazz Fest this year or yes. an artist that has played Jazz Fest in the past. Tony, I'd like you to begin.
2: Oh, boy. Okay, so you're putting me on the spot wait oh, you want me to go? That? I can go take some pressure no, off. No, 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 no. Okay. There are so many, there are so many good... Musicians, like I said, your cup-eth runneth, or your cup runneth over.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, you're going to have some po boys. I'm going to send you an email list of some recommendations
0: for Can't food
2: wait. and for music. Frenchman Street alone. You've been to Frenchman Street. You know Frenchman Street. I do. Um, you know, make sure you get to see Walter Wolfman Washington. Make sure you get Tab Benoit. Make sure you go Anders Osborne. You got to do the Hot 8 Brass Band. You got to do Dirty Doesn't... You know, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> right? So... I just, what I want to do, P, in the, in the, just in the, in the spirit of New Orleans, right? Yeah. Trombone Shorty. Yeah. You're going to see him probably all over the place. Okay. Right? Yeah. He he grew up literally playing a trombone as a little kid where the trombone was bigger than him. Yeah. And that's why they call him Shorty. Yep. And he used to just jump in second line parades with his trombone. Now he's, you know, travels the world playing music and he's very, very good. Yeah. So I want to pick Trombone Shorty and he sometimes will close out Jazz Fest on on the second Sunday, um, or at least with somebody he'll be on stage. Uh, Widesphere Panic has done that. Uh, The Meters have done that. It's kind of a nice uh, position to hold as the closing out the two weeks, right? Yeah. So Trombone Shorty, What You are Gonna Do For Me is the song I'm picking. Trombone Shorty, Jeff Beck sitting in on guitar. Woo! Trombone Shorty, happy Jazz Fest, Polly.
0: I know you came here to move. Showing up tonight, so the show improved. I know you feel so good when you're feeling a groove. And I can show you how it's done. But hold on, not so fast. You got the feeling, make the fire last. You want to feel it from me? I want to feel it from you. I say, what you gonna do? What you gonna do to me? I'm gonna do to you, I bet you like do bet you like it. Late night, with the lights down Oh, dude. That sounds nice, dude. Yeah, trouble Shorty, man. Listen, you and I, it's funny you, you mentioned Trambone Shorty, because the artist and the band and the song I'm gonna choose actually have a direct connection to nice. Trombone Shorty, which I'll share with you in a minute. But uh great choice. I'm all about Shorty. You got to give it up for Jeff Beck, obviously. Tony, yes. one of the things I am attracted to Jazz Fest for, now this will be my first time, but the fact that there are so <laughs> many different kinds of music coming together, like yes. it's not just like, it's not a hard rock festival. It's not a techno festival. It's not a bluegrass. Nope. Like it's all kinds of stuff. So yes, I will see Trombone Shorty. Yes, I will go to the gospel tent. I'll tell you what. On Friday, the, a couple of the first things I'm going to do is I'm going to go watch. Um, uh, I'm going to go watch this New Orleans artist named Dawn Richard, who I've actually nice. had on the podcast before. We I picked one of her songs a couple nice. of weeks oh, ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very sexy. And yes. she, like a lot of her music is very sexy. Anyway, she's yes. performing Friday afternoon. I'll see her set. Uh, I'm very excited for that. But Tony, one of the headliners is yes. a band that you and I have seen together with Trombone Shorty opening the That's show. It's right. ironic, but I'm going to go with the Red Hot Chili Peppers because I have not seen them since you and I saw them about five years ago. Oh. Yeah, they have a new record out, and this is actually, I think this might be opening night of their entire tour. I think Jazz oh, wow. kicks off
2: their whole tour. so Because they're, they're sitting in for the Foo Fighters, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. Sadly, yeah. when Taylor Hawkins uh, yes. passed away, the Chili Peppers guy stepped in. I also heard that Pearl Jam was about to, if they couldn't. But anyway, Ooh,
2: that's boy, another oh story. Yeah, 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 boy, yeah. Oh whole other story. Bro. Yeah, right.
0: But I would like to play something off the new Chili Peppers album, since I'll be seeing them at Jazz Fest. They've got this record out called Unlimited Love. It's two albums, a lot of songs. And like you said last week, Tony, Tony and I were just talking in our, uh, our spare time, and I was talking about the Chili Peppers, and Tony goes, all they do is make good music. Yeah. That, that that that's what they do. He goes, I you haven't know. heard it yet, but I know it's going to be good. All they do is make good music. So the track I want to play today, Tony, is called Black Summer. My
2: Yes, dude. So you got me into this album and listeners dive in head yeah. first, the whole, the whole thing. Cause the, to follow up the getaway, which is like what three or four years ago, yeah. this is a really good album. It is. To follow it up with this is, is really good. Uh love the selection, Polly, but you know what I love even more is my favorite thing about going to jazz fest or to festivals, um, that, uh you know feature a potpourri of different genres yeah is is how you might you might just be leaving the main stage and walking to go take a leak but all of a sudden you hear something and you don't know what the hell it is you just <laughs> hear something that sounds good yeah and you follow that sound and it, oh. leads, you, it leads you to another stage you don't know who the, who the musicians are all you just know is that a groove is being laid down and that's what i love about festivals is that the discovery of new music, old music. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm so thrilled for you. If you're going to see the Chili Peppers, though, get to the main stage early. Okay, I will. Get, get to the main stage early. When you that's say early,
0: say. when you say early, let's say it like this: their set starts at 5:30. What time should I be in
2: position? Well, there's people that go to the main stage at when the festival opens and set up camp, and that's their camp. Okay. So, you know, I'm just saying, you, if you want to, I never did that. I like to go all around the festival. Um, I'm just saying don't get go late where you get pinned towards the very, 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 back. okay. I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you can't lose, you know, you just can't lose. That's all I'm going to say is you can't lose and Enjoy the food. Crawfish, Monica, soft shell crab, po' boys. Come on, man. Get shout out there.
0: Kermit Ruffins. Shout yes. out the New Orleans
2: Saints. Shout out the yeah. Superdome. <laughs> and, and shout yes. out the New Orleans Pelicans. Maybe they'll pull out a surprise too when I'm down there. You never know. And get in that second line when it's right when it comes through the fairgrounds. Jump in. Really? Jump in. Did Jump you? In. Yeah, and go see the Mardi Gras Indians. Okay.
0: I can't wait, dude. Everything you're saying sounds awesome, Tony. Great show yeah. today. Uh, and we'll do it again next week. We'll be back on the Polymac Podcast. Right here on KNBR 680 and 104.5, the sports leader, y'all. You've been listening to Pauly's Podcast with Pauly Mack of KNBR's Murph and Mack Morning Show. This is the KNBR Podcast Network on KNBR, the sports leader. Hey, everybody, it's Paulie Mack here from the Murphy Mac Morning Show talking to our good friend, tax attorney Steve Moskowitz. And today, I want to pick Steve's brain a little bit on estate planning. And Steve, my first and probably biggest question is, when it comes to estate planning, is there more to it than just determining which of your family members are going to get your assets when you go?
1: A lot more. An important part is something called an advanced health care directive. And what that is in English is suppose that you're laying in a hospital bed and you can't speak for yourself. And the doctor goes to your spouse and says, should I pull the plug? You want to have something set up where if you can't speak for yourself, who is going to speak for you and what are they going to say? And that's also important if you're single and you don't have a spouse. You don't want to be like Terry Schiavo and have the spouse and the husband fight for seven years over what could be done.
0: No, that's worst case scenario for sure, Steve, and we've seen it too many times. So if you've got questions like the one I just asked, Steve, go ahead and pick up the phone and get in touch because Steve has the answers and the experience to help you. Call him today. Steve Moskowitz, one AAA tax deal That's one AAA tax deal